With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. This is Kim Meyer, host of Choose to Rise. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. And Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today, and we hope you enjoy all of the things that are happening here at this podcast. And as always, we highly encourage you to share our episodes. We also appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at confessionsofamillspouse or at publichousemedia.org. So today I'm super excited because we're going to do basically an Ask Candace episode. <laughs> and I know I have a ton of questions for her. I've had other people message me questions for her. So let's go ahead and get started. Candace, are you ready for this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, I'm prepared for really anything. So let's see what we can, <laughs> let's see what we can do. <laughs> okay. Well, first and foremost, what, let's see, do you feel like an outsider as a military spouse since you are active duty as well? Yeah, I think we're, we're definitely in our own category. So it's often, um, difficult to build relationships with other spouses because you're active duty. I often find that I relate more to the active duty service member, which makes some people really uneasy because I am a woman. Um, So yeah, I mean, it definitely can be kind of alienating feeling, you know, like if that makes sense, it just feels like I don't, it's hard sometimes to fit in with all the male counterparts that you have and they don't want to invite the woman they work with to go, I don't know, fishing. I'm not really into that. So I wouldn't, but <laughs> you know, they, that's exactly like they go golfing on the weekend, right. they go fishing on the weekends. I don't do that kind of thing. You know, I'm a mom also, I'm a wife. And so it's not, I don't do those kinds of things. So they don't, I don't get invited to those things, but then it's also strange because, you know, I'm, I'm. I wear the uniform. I go to work every day. I work with their husbands. I work with their wives. I, I don't socialize in that manner with them outside of that. Um, but you know, also for me, like, uh, mandatory fun is kind of work for me because I'm in the logistics field. Right. So 
I work those events. My Marines work those events. So it's not like a leisurely time to kind of socialize. So yeah, it is a little alienating and we're kind of our own little community, uh, always super busy, right? Always having some other kind of priority. So it does feel a little a little lonesome from time to time and moving from place to place definitely takes a longer time to build those relationships for sure. You brought up some really great points that I want to kind of circle back and hit. The one that you said that really stuck out to me that I feel like a lot of people struggle with is you being a female and working with the male spouse or the male species, I guess. And, you know, them other, I guess, wives or spouses feeling uncomfortable with the fact that you're a female in this role with a bunch of males and how, you know, how do you balance that? Because I'm sure that you have male friends and obviously you're married, you have a husband. So how, you know, do you balance that? Yeah, it's hard. I'm not sure I've quite mastered it yet. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's gotten easier and honestly, it's gotten better. Uh, When I first came in a long time ago, I could not have imagined <laughs> ever. Yeah, She's right. Like I would have ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have never imagined being friends with a spouse of another Marine. Um, so you know, now, now that's different. It's a little different now. And and you know, I kind of have you know some friends that are spouses. Um, but I mean, I think like any other military spouse, it's hard to maintain friendships, meaningful friendships. It's hard to build those relationships and those friendships. And I just have a little added extra kind of bump in the road. I got to get over with some people, you know, and I can tell now that I've done this for so long and I've been around this environment for so long, I can tell when a spouse is uncomfortable with me around, um, you know, and, and I can tell when the, the, I, I'm say the male spouses, that's just what I'm typically used to being around. But like when the male, you know, the husband's situation, the male spouse is the active duty member. I can tell when they're uncomfortable, with me being around their spouse, right? I, I, I can tell. So I don't know. I just try to read those relationships and, uh, you know, try to respect those relationships and, you know, where, where they're going, where they're leading with something. So if someone isn't as open with like, Oh, my wife is doing such and such, or my spouse is doing such and such. I just kind of go, okay, well, whatever, you know, I've got other things to keep myself occupied. I try not to lean into something too much. If I feel like it's, it's not, well received by other people in that same situation. So after a while, I kind of learned, you know, how to read that from people. I mean, it's gotten significantly better. I don't know if it's just because everyone I'm around's gotten older and, (laughs) um, you know, we're not dealing with a bunch of younger people who are figuring out life and figuring out how things work and how to be married and how to be comfortable in those situations, you know? I'm older. I spend time around people my age. So of course we're all a little more solidified in our relationships and what those things mean. And, you know, not so easily, um, bothered by some stuff. So I found ways around it. I found ways around it. And we tend, there's like a small, you know, active duty to active duty community. And we tend to find, uh, each other. So we kind of, you know, there's quite a few of those around the area that, that, you know, my husband and I do spend time with and socialize with. It just makes it easier. We can all relate to literally almost everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you made a really good point. Like, 
Because as I'm sitting here thinking about it, <clears throat> I know when Dustin and I first got together, like I would have been super uncomfortable with the fact that there was a female Marine around him all the time, especially if he wanted to hang out with her on the weekend. Like <laughs> that mm-hmm. would not have been okay. But like you said, the older I've gotten and the more solidified we've gotten in our relationship, it doesn't bother me now. And I try to lean into it and I try to, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say become friends, but <clears throat> I try not to let it bother me because, you know, I know where he and I are at in our relationship. And I think that plays, I think age and just maturing and growing up, I think that does play a huge part in that. Yeah, for sure. It's gotten much better, you know, and, but it is still hard. It is still hard. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I work in a (laughs) mostly female predominant, um, field of work. So for me, I don't have that struggle. And I will, I will say it would be very, very different for me if we ever, let's say had a male dental assistant come in because that's somebody, you know, like you guys, you guys have to work super close with the people that you work with. Same with us. We have to work super close with the people that we work with. So it would definitely be very different and a challenge if we ever had, or I ever had a male dental assistant that was working directly with me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally reading a list here. So, um, you and your husband, which we talked about are both active duty members and everybody should be aware now of the fact that my husband is active duty and I work full time. Mm -hmm. And we touched a little bit about it in our last episode about some of the similarities, especially, you know, being considered a um, essential person during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I would like to know what have been some of the struggles that you guys have encountered with you and your husband both being dual working that maybe, you know, civilian working spouses might run into and what has helped to mitigate those struggles and what advice and experience can you give spouses on all of that? Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think for me personally, the biggest challenge is feeling like there's not enough of me to go around. And what I mean is I'm a leader. I have Marines I'm responsible for. I have a job I'm responsible for. um, And I have multiple responsibilities Uh, So I have what we call collateral duties. Um, I have a primary duty and then I have one, three or four, four prime, four, not primary, sorry, one primary, four collateral duties, which means I'm responsible for four other programs in my unit. Um, And so between home and kids and my primary duty, the four collateral duties, uh, school, Um, you know, all of these things, I just often feel like there's not enough of me to go around. And so when all of this started and everybody kind of, you know, peeled back and people weren't working and we got designated as essential workers, uh, at, at our command, we had to have letters signed by that, both our commands to submit to the daycare here on base to have our youngest continue to go to the CDC, um, So when that happened, we kind of said, well, there's no, there's no stopping work. Uh, We're going to be here every single day 
we've got to figure out how this is going to work. So, um, you know, the, the service DOD, the armed forces, uh, across the board have figured out, I don't know, so many different ways. I don't know how they did it in such a short amount of time, but figured out all these different ways for us to continue working. And if we had to telework, you know, they figured out how we were going to do that. So I am very lucky that I live legitimately a five to eight minute drive from my driveway to my office. And so if I need to drop in, I can. Um, There have been some days where I've teleworked. I'll be at home with the kids and then, you know, they call me on my cell phone or I stop into work for 15 minutes to do something on the computer and come back home. Um, And so when things have been really busy, we've kind of worked out a schedule. We know that, you know, my husband has to be at work Mondays. I don't have as much going on on Monday. So primary, if someone has to miss because the kids can't be at school, the kids are sick or, you know, our youngest classroom, one of the teachers got COVID. They shut that classroom down for 14 days. He went to work on Monday. I stayed home. Uh, Tuesday mornings, I have meetings. He was home Tuesday morning. I went to my meetings, came home when those were done. Wednesdays was a toss up who needed to be at work, who didn't. Uh, Thursday afternoon, I have another extremely important meeting I have to be at. He took the the baby. I went to work. So we just kind of juggled back and forth. Um, And our commands were very receptive to that. You know, they understand the situation. And so we've been lucky there. But I have had commands in the past outside of this time frame go, well, what does she do if she has to be here and her husband has to be at work? And I've had leaders that I directly work for go, then she doesn't come. Yeah. Or then he doesn't go. It just is what it is. Um, you know, and some leaders are receptive to that and, and some aren't. Uh, what I can say is my advice would be if you're if you're working or you're, you're a dual active duty spouse, you need to be honest about what you can and cannot do. When you say when you overcommit to doing too much and then you fall short of doing that, it's, it's not going to look good for you. Um, so one of the things we're very clear about is my husband has a meeting this day. I will telework, call me on my cell phone if you need me. And then you have to be available. Uh, if you're teleworking, you have to actually be able to accomplish the things you need to accomplish. We've had some people telework that just think they're off for a day. Yes. And we have, uh, someone that works in my office right now. His daughter has COVID. Um, and so he's home teleworking and I can message him and call him at any time during working hours. And he answers and calls immediately. He does all of our facilities requests. So I say, Hey, I need you to call this section. Here's the name and phone number. Call them. They have a work request that needs to get submitted. And within 15 minutes, um, he's messaged me back and says, taken care of and sends me a picture of the completed request that he's put in. That's teleworking. And when you're doing that kind of work, commands are much more receptive to that. So that, that would be my advice, right? You got to be open about what you need and what you can and can't do. And don't overcommit to doing something you may or may not be able to fulfill. Because as soon as you can't fulfill that, they're going to think you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, even though you're really pushing yourself to the max. They just don't know that. That is fantastic advice. And it's so true, especially about the overcommitting part. And 
I feel like sometimes that's something that I struggle with. I have a really hard time saying no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I feel like that is something that I struggle with. And that kind of leads me into my next question of how do you balance work and family life? Because something that I struggle with is the guilt that I feel because I work full time. And I feel like most days I come home, I cook dinner, I do the dishes, Ella gets a bath, and then it's bedtime. And it's like, I don't really feel like I get to spend quality time with her. So what do you do? I mean, I know you guys are in the same situation. So, and obviously your kids have extracurricular activities as well. So how Mm -hmm. do you balance all of that? You know, I've, I've, I've spent a long time figuring that out. I have guilt, right? I have mom guilt, but I also have guilt as a leader. Um, I, I have Marines that work under my charge and I, I feel guilty when I have to leave at 1600 and they're for, there for an extra 30 minutes uh, yes. because I have to go pick my kids up. I feel guilty. But what I've learned to do is, is merge the two enough so that there's a separation, but they come together. And what I mean by that is when my children have birthday parties, my whole office comes to those. They're invited to my home. Um, they're invited to celebrate that with my children. Uh, when I need to go into work, when I'm teleworking, my children come with me and they love seeing the Marines and spending time with them. I swear on my life, my kids probably like my Marines more than me. (laughs) I'm, and I'm not joking. My oldest says to me, you know, two of my Marines came over for Thanksgiving. Their, uh, families are not really local, not drivable local. And so they came over for Thanksgiving. So I'm like, I spend Thanksgiving by yourself. Absolutely not. Come to my house. They come to my house for a whole afternoon and evening, have dinner around my table with me and my children and my family and sit in my house and watch my TV, you know, those kinds of things, play with my dogs. Um, so they come to those things, right. And we're building a relationship, um, you know, probably of a lot more things than I've, I've ever even really thought about, but we're building those relationships. And for me, that's where I can just make up some of that time for my Marines to balance that family portion of it. You know, I try to make every second count that I can. And what I mean by that is when I pick my seven-year-old up for, from the youth center after school, uh, at the end of the day, we have probably, eh, I'd say a five minute, I've never timed it. I'd say a five minute drive home. It's not very far. Uh, maybe two miles. And so one of the things I ask her every day is how was school and what did you do today? Um, and when she's not very receptive as most kids are, (laughs) I was going to say, come on. I know she doesn't answer that all the time. (laughs) She says, fine. What did you do today? Oh, we went, we had math. I'm like, okay. Same. (laughs) Yeah. So I've learned her schedule. And so enough to know that she has a different special class every day. So they have like STEM, PE, that kind of thing where it's not Mm -hmm. a core subject. So my question always is, what was your special today? And she'll tell me and I go, well, tell me what you did in PE today. And so it just makes the conversation in the car and it's not overly invasive. It's just a conversation, but I've learned through listening to my two-year-old that um, she knows that these conversations are happening and I've learned that they're becoming useful because we're in the car. It's Sunday today while we're recording. 
<laughs> and uh, we're in the car driving to breakfast this morning. And my two-year-old looks at my seven-year-old and goes, um, how was your day at school today? And my, my seven-year-old goes, we didn't have school today. <laughs> oh my so gosh. It's, it's a hard balance. You know, it's a hard, hard balance, but I've tried to make those small moments count um, as much as I possibly can. And it really is about quality over quantity when you're in a, a, when you're, when you're all working and you're all going to school and, you know, my older daughter has dance and she's a girl scout and she was in a running club for a while that just ended. And, you know, she has homework and I'm that crazy mom. Who's like, you need to do more than just one sheet of math homework. Here's a second grade workbook with 800 pages on it. Work on that. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> so I'm that crazy, you know, person that wants my kids to do stuff like that. But in between all of that, we find balance, right? We find that the quality of time we're spending is better than me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And the massive amounts of time. Uh, so, you know, one of the things we do every single night, regardless of what time my kids go to bed, is we read um, my soon-to-be three-year-old. She reads two books every night. Doesn't matter how late it is. She won't go to bed without them. Um, and then some nights when she doesn't want me to put her to bed, but my husband's not available yet, she'll sit on my lap and look at me and go, um, I want to tell you about my day at school. So, you know, yeah, so that's kind of what we do. Um, right. And I totally believe quality over quantity for sure. Yeah. That's great advice. I mean, like you said, it's definitely, especially for, families that have both parents working, it's definitely quality over quantity. And, you know, that's something that Dustin and I have really talked about too, especially with him being, you know, he's gone right now and his cell phone reception isn't the greatest. So (laughs) 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 he makes, he does though, he makes an effort when he knows Ella is going to be available to call so he can at least talk to her. And I mean, that's like the highlight of her day. And even, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's just, hi daddy, like that just makes her day. Yep. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Dustin, this is a question that he asked me (laughs) to ask you. And his question is how do you handle a spouse who loves to buy a bunch of car parts or expensive things for a hobby? Uh, are our two husbands in uh, cahoots with each other over this question or what yes I'm sure that they are I am sure that they are Uh, um I think it just comes down to laying out priorities uh and discussing those openly right Is, is that a is that a priority right now or is this a priority right now um I mean, you know, and car parts are expensive. A budget is always good. But, you know, it really just comes down to how important is that really compared to some of the other things you you need or some of the things, you know, your kid wants or what are you willing to kind of give up for your spouse? You know, that's... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, leave it to Dustin. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I am totally going to ask this question too. Because yeah, I think he wants to know your answer so he can use it against me when he's trying to buy his car parts. No, I think it's just priority, you know, because, well, you know, my husband's the same way. He wants some things for his car that are expensive. And I'm like, well, we got to talk about it. You know, we got to find the right time when that's good for us. And when you find the right deal and it's a good price, then, you know, we'll talk about it. What we always, He always says, oh, the other day my husband told me, well, I want to, not the other day, a while ago before Christmas, but he said, I want a new bumper for my truck. And I'm like, what's wrong with the bumper on your truck right now? <laughs> that's so me too. I'm like, you well, know. What's wrong with it? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but, you know, and then after a while, you know, I'll say, okay, well, how much is, how much are you looking to spend? And he'll tell me and I'm like, okay, well, look, I'm not comfortable going over this. So he'll come back and look for something that's in that range that he likes, you know, just to kind of bounce back and forth, especially when we're making, you know, really expensive purchases. That's kind of how we handle kind of all of those, not just about car parts. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's really a great I mean, it's a silly question, but it's really great information for everybody because yeah. one of the things that I feel like a, that happens to a lot of young military couples is they don't really understand a communication. I mean, shit, Dustin and I are 11 years into this and we still struggle to communicate, but mm-hmm. also they don't really understand money. And yep. a lot of Marines, young Marines get themselves into so much trouble because they're not talking to their spouse. And they don't know how to budget. So um, I'm almost positive this spans for all services, though I cannot be 100% sure. But I know um, the Marine Corps offers, there's a command representative at each unit who's a financial specialist or advisor or something or other. I don't know, command financial something. And they can help with things like that. And there are other services that can help with stuff like that um, for active duty members. And it's free. It's totally free. Yeah. Yep, so yeah. definitely something to look into. I know the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society yep. will help mm-hmm. with budgeting. Um, yes. And I also know they help with like um, personal loans up to a certain amount, like in emergency situations. Yeah, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> okay, next question. We talked about, you know, extracurriculars with the kids and your home life and everything like that. But one of the things that Dustin and I are really starting to learn is, you know, everything can't be focused around Ella and everything else that we have going on. We have to focus on ourselves. So given the fact that you have so much going on, what do you do to keep your relationship healthy with your husband? Yeah, welcome to the struggle we've been trying to master. Um, Again, I'm going to fall back to quality over quantity. Um, One of the things we talked about not too long ago was, you know, um, dinner time, right? One of us is cooking. One of us is, what is the other one doing? Uh, Okay, well, come stand in the kitchen and have a conversation. Uh, We save... Um, washing dishes and feeding the dogs until after the kids are in bed and we're in the kitchen doing that together, often listening to some news or discussing things that have happened throughout the day. Um, drive homes. We talk on the phone when when his signal is good driving home and <laughs> uh and it, you know and it and it aligns, you know, so th- those are some again, qual- quality over quantity, right? Try to stay focused on that and put that effort in, even in small spaces where it where it fits. Um, 
but yeah, I, that's hard to master keeping that balance. It's easy for your relationship to fall to the wayside and, and it not be, you know, it not be a priority. Um, and a lot of maintaining that relationship is maintaining yourself uh, yeah. and finding the things that, that are important to you to provide yourself some self care, because when you don't take care of yourself, you can't be completely in a relationship with someone where you're open and honest and putting in the effort that they probably need from you if you're not taking care of yourself. And the same is true for your kids. But yeah, again, I mean, if we fall back to, to quality over quantity, honestly, find those little things, you know, find those little things that make that difference and, and stick to them. Yeah. I mean, I would have never thought about washing dishes because I'm like, we have a thing where whoever cooks does the dishes and it's usually immediately after dinner and everybody's kind of gone their own way. Um, but I guess the way we kind of get some of our time in is folding laundry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He absolutely hates doing laundry and he usually doesn't do it. Like that's not his thing. I've known that we haven't worked out, but a lot of times when I'm in there folding the laundry, I'll tell him like, Hey, come in here. Let's talk. Like just be in my presence. Sometimes I don't want you to talk. Just be in my presence. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) In my presence. And yeah, like you said, definitely quality over quantity, especially given everything, you know, that we, everybody has going on in their lives. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, it's funny. We're the same way with laundry. (laughs) I don't, uh, I don't match socks and I don't fold green uniform shirts. So, uh, (laughs) when, uh, when my husband's gone, there's a whole lot of unmatched socks and green shirts that need to be folded. I'll fold a towel though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Oh, I just, I love it. And isn't it funny how everybody has like their things? Mm -hmm. All right. Last question. I mean, I mean, I I could probably go on for hours and oh, hours. I'm sure. To be hundred <laughs> percent honest, but I don't think our listeners want to listen to that. So, last question, and maybe this is like opening Pandora's box a little bit. Um, I've kept it no secret about my relationship with Tricare <laughs> and mm. how much of a love hate it is. Um, obviously, you guys, you and your husband, because you're active duty, have to receive care through the military. And that's a yep. subject that we can talk about another time because I know there's a lot to say about that. Um, but what is your experience with TRICARE for your kids? Um, I, you know, it's been good, honestly. It's, it's really been good. We haven't had a whole lot of issues there. The frustrating part for us is balancing that schedule. Like, Oh, the doctor's not open on the weekend. Well, I right. have all these meetings and we're in the field. One of us isn't here. So that's our most, that's our biggest challenge in terms of, I mean, we still get it done, but we haven't had a lot of issues with our kids with TRICARE. I have uh, for myself. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, no more. Yeah, no, we've had good experiences. We've had some pretty good pediatricians. I, I wish the girls could get seen here on base right now, but um, you know, we're on Camp Lejeune and the Naval Hospital here is just overwhelmed. They couldn't take anybody on when we got here. So we see a provider out in town for them, a pediatrician in town for them, which is fine. We've almost always done that, except for when we were, when we were serving overseas, when you don't really have a choice. Right. Um, but yeah, we've always seen a, a off-base civilian pediatrician provider. We've never had any issues. 
Um, and what's even better now is that a lot of the local pediatricians can send the prescriptions to the on-base hospital to be filled, which used to be a pain in the butt for me to get that taken care of because I just wanted to pick up a prescription on my drive home from work. I didn't want to have to come home and change and then go down to the drugstore to get a prescription after, you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. So that's gotten better. Um, for our kids, no issues. For me, that's a different, a little bit of a different story. I've had some, you know, run-ins of some, some issues with them, but for the most part, overall experience has been a positive one. Um, especially with the kids, for sure. That's good. And I would have to agree. Like, with Ella, I haven't had any issues. I will say um, we did. So I had had TRICARE Prime since Dustin and I had gotten married. And just this year, I decided to switch to TRICARE Select or Standard or whatever the hell it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> simply because with all of my stuff going on, with my B12 and whatever else is going on, I was having to get referral after referral after referral. And it's like you get a referral and then it's weeks and then you have to get an appointment. And then for me, like, okay, it was basically ruling things out. So I had to go see a rheumatologist and then I had to see a sleep doctor and now I need to see a gastroenterologist. And it was just the constant waiting of having to get this referral and then, okay, well, they didn't put the referral in. And so now I have to call back to Naval Hospital. So that to be fair, part- that's not just Tricare. That's every doctor. Like I will call like the doctors in our units will be like, <laughs> I'm gonna put that referral. And then I call three days later and I'm like, I gotta make an appointment for this referral. They're like, there's no referral in for you. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Great. not sure that is specific to Tricare. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll see because the thing, I think the thing that that I liked the most about TRICARE Select is that you don't have to have a referral to see a specialist. I wish I could get on that train as um active duty person. Yeah. We, we don't have that option. Um, when I was, well, this could be a whole lot of thing we maybe for another time, but when I was um, looking to get pregnant with uh, my older daughter, um, we'd had some issues before. I talked to someone who represented TRICARE that came and talked and I said, well, what do I got to do to be seen by an OBGYN off the installation? And she said, good luck, because if you don't do it without a referral and they just choose to see you and someone finds out, they can lose their medical license. So we don't have that option unless we have a referral. And for me to get an off-base referral, I not only have to go through my unit doctor and then to the hospital, but then the hospital has to agree that they can't do whatever they want to do there at the hospital. Then I can get a referral out in town. And I only have an expeditious process if they label it like urgent or put it in some specific category um, to get the, to get whatever it is I need done. So yeah, it's, yeah (laughs) that so we're there with you (laughs) yeah well and that's I mean that's great that's even worse than than what we have because a lot of times like for us as spouses if the doctor on Naples can't treat it the when they put in a referral it's generally for an outside provider yeah Um, it's not you know we don't have to go through all of those so you guys I feel like actually have it worse than we do And funny because we, I mean, I see ortho for my shoulder, um, but I do need to see ortho also for my back. 
uh, but I haven't started the process to have ortho look at my back. So when I'm done having them look at my shoulder, I have to go back to my unit doctor and have our unit medical officer give me another referral specifically for them to look at my back. So they won't see me for multiple things at the same it, time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's just not like my one experience of those things. though. Yeah. Yep. For us, we're like, okay, you've got this, this, and this going on, and you need a referral to a specialist. Like, they'll take care of it all at once. No, because we have to have them put in for us. Like, um, recently I had to have some nerve testing done on my shoulder and my arm. And uh, also, I see podiatry. I have, like, inserts for my boots and my shoes. And in my referrals, it specifically said authorized one exam, two follow-on appointments, and like I have to have a splints for my feet, so, and authorize X number of splints. So my prescription and my referral specifically says I can get evaluated and seen this many times, and they can provide me this piece of equipment, and then that is it. Once I oh exceed that, I have to God. go back for a referral. Yeah. That is wild. That is just crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's I, it's not a wonder to me why so many people are just don't want to mess with medical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth it though. I mean, I encourage um, Dustin. You know, <laughs> yes, well, I encourage and you know I encourage the spouses too. So, like any listeners that we have as spouses, encourage your active duty spouse to get seen, get these things taken care of. Even though it feels like a slow process, you have to talk to so many people because in the long run, that really is going to help. When they, you know, either they EAS, they end their service because they end their contract or they retire, you know, those things are going to make a difference. And the sooner they get the care they need for whatever the, the issue is they're having, the sooner it can get resolved or they can find a way to better deal with it and a better way to live with that issue. And oftentimes we wait and we're like, this process takes forever. It does. But it doesn't necessarily speed up when you're not active duty either. Um, maybe there's one less step, but that doesn't make it faster. You know, and right. the best time to deal with the problem is when it starts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and I think that's great advice. So, uh, Dustin Burt, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I can see the doctor. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he hurt his finger when he was at uh, WTI and mm-hmm. had it looked at whenever he was there. And they told him to follow up whenever he came back. But, of course, he's, like, making the I'm too busy excuse and yep. it's going to take too long, blah, blah, blah. So this is this is um, your reminder. <laughs> yes. And I really encourage all listening spouses to get your spouse to do those follow-ups and to get that care that they need because they're not going to do it. And honestly you know, as a leader, I want my, my Marines to be healthy and I want them to be combat ready. Uh, and I want them, you know, just to overall really be healthy and fit, but I'm not their mom and, you know, male active duty members are not their dads and we're not going to baby them and say, well, you didn't do a follow-up. If they don't do the follow-up, we're going to move on. Uh, So as the spouse, I really encourage you to say like, no, you need to go back, you know, encourage them to go back and do it because not that I don't care if my Marines have an issue, but I'm I'm not your mom. I'm not going to kind of cradle to that. I'm not going to baby you through a process. And if you have something wrong with you, you need to do that self-care 
and take yourself to get it checked out and follow up on. It's just a life lesson, you know, they got to learn. And so as a leader, we're just not going to hold their hand. But definitely as the spouse, I definitely encourage, um, you know, listeners and spouses to to stay on top of that, encourage them to go back and do those follow-ups because it's only going to help them out in the long run. And you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Us too. Huh. How many times uh, have you had to listen to Dustin's, oh, my finger hurts. And you're like, if you would just follow up. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> many times. So many times. And I, you know, I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, okay, if something's bothering me, like I'm not going to live like this. So I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to get it taken care of. But yeah, we don't do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, thank you for subjecting yourself to all of these questions. Um, There is a lot of valuable information in these questions, though, and I think our listeners are really going to benefit from hearing it. Um, I definitely want to do another episode like this later on down the road. Yeah. So prepare. (laughs) Sure. I mean, you know, whatever questions, and if people um, that are listening don't want to wait, by all means, um, you know, send us a message in in. Jenna and I will answer those as best as we can, especially if there's something you want from this perspective, kind of along the lines of what we've been talking about, by all means, uh, let us know if you don't want to wait. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We're always open to hear questions and feedback and anything else. So please let us know. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode. also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.